with the 16th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Washington Commanders select Jahan Dotson, wide receiver, Penn State. Attention on deck. You're about to take command. Welcome to The Bunker with Andy and Freddie. Welcome back to The Bunker with Andy and Freddie. I am your host, Freddie, and with me as always is my illustrious co-host, the Prime Minister of Washington Commanders Football, Mr. Andy Burrows. How are you, sir? I am very good, my friend. I'm currently still in Edinburgh, where we've just held our UK draft party, so if my voice is a little bit hoarse, it's probably because I've guzzled about 20,000 pints in the last four days. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm I'm here in Edinburgh. We're taking the podcast on the road again. We've done Spain. We're now in Scotland, and uh, I'm ready my Washington Commanders. Not just Virginia and the UK, the world. Speaking of all over the world, I don't know where in the world this guy is, but hey, we're up to was it episode nine now? And of course, we had to bring in one of the very very best creators in the game today, or or for or any day for that matter, Rio Robinson from the Rambling About Washington YouTube channel. What's up, Rio? Good to have you in the bunker. What's going on, my guys? It's been a while, man. I missed you guys, man. How y'all feeling after this draft? My voice might be a little hoarse too because. I've been doing these live streams for three days in a row. I'm honestly tired of talking, but I don't get tired of talking, so I'm lying. <laughs> Rio, the day you get tired of talking is the day I get tired of drinking. Hell yeah, that's the, and that'll be the end of the world in Armageddon coming. I love that hoodie, by the way. I'm going to need me one of those bad boys. Oh, I got we, you, brother. I got you. I, we do I, it. We I, could I, do a hoodie swap. <laughs> I got you, bro. You'll be in the mail in the next couple of weeks. Just drop Let's your side, Let's do it, man. Awesome, awesome. So, Rio, well, why don't we just jump right in? There's a lot of talk on Twitter, myself included, when we traded down from that 11 spot into 16, maybe being a little bit more critical than we should be just because Dotson sounds close, so close to Dotson, who was, dra- <laughs> who, was, who was drafted in the same area the first round, and he ended up being a bust. But I mean, this, this draft is so, so deep at wide receiver. I didn't know a lot about uh, Jahan Dotson. He wasn't really on my radar. Like, what do you What do you think about our number one pick, first of all? After I had some time to sleep on it, I could give it my true thoughts because, like, I'm a very short-sighted and closed-minded fan when it came to the first round this year. It was receiver or nothing for me. Love Kyle Hamilton. I loved if, if Derek Stingley or someone was to fall, but... It was like Vontae Mack, no matter what, from the draft day movie. It was that for me with wide receiver. My preference of wide receiver was Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, maybe a Drake London or like something of that sort or Jamison Williams. And seeing that we traded down and the team we traded with took Olave and then Jamison gets traded up for with the next pick. And I was upset because as fans, We all are guilty of falling in love with names and prospects and not fully fleshing out the situation. We added more picks, but at the time I'm sitting here like, yo, Jahan Dodson could have been had at the end of the first round, possibly early second round. And even he said it himself. He was watching the NBA playoffs, not expecting a call from Ron Rivera. But as the draft went on 
And if you know the player, Jahan Dotson is a good receiver. He's starting here immediately, whether that be on the outside opposite Terry, which I'm guessing it's going to be, or in the slot. He's a productive guy. He managed to, just like Terry, he managed to produce with a shit quarterback. And he's always open. He's a separator. And according to draft pundits, whether you want to believe it or not, he has the best hands in the draft. He's wearing number one. I like the swagger. His personality, he sounds like him and Terry are going to be on a boat fishing or going to top golf together next week. They're identical personality-wise. I'm with it, and when we put our game down, flipped it, and reversed it. With pick 11 and turned it into a multitude of needs filled here and possibly the QB of the future. I'm cool with how the draft turned out for the team, starting with the first pick. I was happy. Do you know what, Rio? You're right there. We we wanted a receiver and we wanted picks. So we trade back, we got a receiver, and we got more picks. And you know, when you're watching it live here, you're kind of like, what we're we doing, where's this going? No one knows. The thing is about the draft is so you know, we we were reacting live and you only had to scroll through social media and Rio would have to tell you, brother. We all know what that can be like on a, on any given day. So That's on draft cool. when, yeah, <laughs> when, the, when the Washington Commanders traded back, you know, I, I literally had a scroll through Twitter and I was with many Commanders fans sitting this far and they were like, I've seen that outrage on Twitter that we traded back. I'm like, take a deep breath. We wanted a receiver. We've got that. And by everything that I've watched in the last two days, He's good. We've, got, we've got a very good, we just haven't got any Hooray Henry coming on the team. This guy can play and... I've seen a few people commenting today, well, you know, he's just going to line up on that outside. He's a wide receiver three. No, 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 no. You don't take this guy in the first round of the draft just to say, hey, brother, take your time and learn what we're doing. No, he's no, starting. No, he's on the field immediately. Yeah, Rio, come come September the 5th, 6th, whenever the season starts, whatever day it is, that dude is starting. You're going to see him and you're going to see a lot in camp. Pre-season, like I think I tweeted you earlier, Rio, when you were talking, it's going to be interesting. You're going to see that you're going to see Sam Howell play a lot in preseason. It's going to be very, very interesting. I think the commanders have, have they had the greatest draft of all time? Probably no. not. But you can you can kind of see where they're going. You can kind of see right. We've got Sam Howell in the building now. Develop him over the next two, three, four seasons. Get him to the level where he needs to be. Because this is Washington, so who knows what can happen at quarterback. We've got an upcoming great receiver. You know what I mean? We've taken a running back, which, was, which is what we needed. We haven't seen these guys play in a commander's uniform. So all these idiots on social media, on Twitter, on all these other all these other sites, they go on, oh, this guy's going to be a bust. This is a terrible draft. You can't say that in April. You know what I mean? All these fools saying this in April. You can't say that. You know what I mean? We've got a running back. We've got a safety. We've got a right receiver. We've got a very good young quarterback. Tight end. Yeah, yep. and we got a tight end. We got a quarterback who fell in the fifth, fifth round. There was no way we were never taking him. There's so many people saying if he's if somehow is there in the fifth round, you take him. And all these people are saying, well, you know, it's, it's going to put it's it's going to put us out of place in, in the in the team that we've already got. You're upset about taking the QB in round five. Then don't watch football. Don't watch the draft. Just just move on. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's it's crazy what happened this season, the way that the – because we had talked about – everyone had talked about the quarterback class not being very strong, but it totally went against what has been happening in the draft for the past 10 years, and that's quarterbacks being overvalued and overdrafted. Rio, did you expect Malik Willis to drop to <laughs> where he – I mean – I thought he was going top 10. I love Malik Willis. <laughs> I thought four quarterbacks were going round one. This this draft was quarterback disrespectful as hell. 
what was funny about the Sam Howell pick, I was on the road yesterday and I, I was outside, so I wasn't able to keep up with the draft quite so much. And then uh, Andy told me that we drafted Sam Howell, and I was like, what? And I'm like, where did we draft yesterday? Because I'm like, first pick in the fifth round. Yeah, that was that was crazy. That's absurd. And then, and then again, you have people who are upset about our round two pick in uh, Federian Mathis. But what did we just lose? We just lost two interior defensive linemen. And what do we have now? We have <laughs> another dog from Alabama. We paid Jonathan Allen big money. And unlike so many people that we give big money to, he actually turned around and produced off yep. of that big money. He was the, you know, the, what the, is, is he the higher, highest paid player on the team? And he gets, he gets the most production. He actually stepped up his game after signing that big money deal. You see a lot of guys, they get paid and then he's kind of put it in, and they just put it in cruise control, but he didn't do that. But so now, so we signed him big money. We just drafted a Alabama interior lineman earlier in the draft, like in the second round. So where does that leave us with Deron Payne? And a lot of people have talked about, we're not going to be able to secure Deron Payne to a long-term deal when we got all this money tied up in Jonathan Allen. We couldn't even keep, you know, Tim Settle in-house. I don't know. It was strange to me. I wasn't really sure what the plan was, and then we see what happens here. But does that put us in a position now to make Deron Payne? And I don't, I'm not going to jump and say it's obviously not expendable. The guy was an early first-round pick. He's a tremendous mm -hmm. talent. But we got that fifth-year option with him. Is it a situation where we got to try and see – if we could get something for him or is it going to be like so many other great players who just walk out the door and we don't get anything for it a la trent williams and i'll give it that was a different situation but mm -hmm. just wanted to know your thoughts on that rio i feel like if we were going to trade Duran, it was going to happen um yesterday or friday like at some point where there was value in the draft for him i feel like Duran Payne is going to play out the season He's going to play out the season on his fifth year contract. He's going to leave and we're going to get a third round compensation pick for, for a compensatory pick for him. I think that's what's going to end up happening, but there's a chance they do sign him to an extension as well, because I just don't think he's the top priority. Like we're work we're working on hammering out Terry's deal and us taking a D tackle so high in the draft means that we can get one more year out of production and we can, slide Fedarian Fedarian Mathis into that spot. I'm not going to lie. I was one of those fans confused as hell. Like, really? With the board, the way it's looking, that's who we took. That's a pick. I'm going to have to believe it to see it when I see it done. I mean, the dude had nine and a half sacks as an interior D lineman, and he's going to be playing the Matt Ioannidis role, meaning he's going to immediately be on the field for 60% of the time or more. So I'll, I'll believe it when I see it, but I don't think they're going to re-sign Payne at this point. And I also don't think we're going to trade him because the draft's finished now. What are we going to get for Deron Payne at this particular juncture? I think, like, his value has diminished in that aspect, I guess. And we, teams know he could potentially walk out and be signed as a free agent. So I think he plays the year in Washington and walks out the door like a lot of other guys have before. Let me let me ask you this about a gentleman who's just about to walk through our door, not walking out the door, talking about Percy Butler, the safety that we drafted at fourth 113th overall out of Louisiana. I, like a lot of people, wanted Kyle Hamilton in the first, and that didn't happen. Everyone's been talking about all offseason how safety is an issue, specifically free safety. And I think it was Chris Sims 
who said that uh, Percy Butler, in, in his eyes, was the best pure free safety in the draft. And even he's a fir- fourth round pick. What do you see him fitting into this defense? Is he a guy that you can plug and play right? Like, what do you think is going to happen? Are we going to use him situationally? You know, how does he fit into this defense, man? I know. I think it's pretty admirable that we've went this far into the podcast without someone saying the drinking game words of Buffalo nickel. <laughs> and Ron and them told you straight up. Yeah, so I can't do any more drinking, bro. I've been in Edinburgh since last Position Wednesday. flex. Drink, hey, drink. Bro. Every time position you hear position flex. Position flex and Buffalo nickel. Well, yeah, those are the no, drinking. I've got no drinking left in me unless it's water right now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I think he could be in lot. Like, there's a, there's many different ways this could go. This guy could be new to Shazer Everett which is emergency safety, special teams, ace, captain, what we thought we were getting from Forrest, Derek Forrest. Or he could be a guy that plays the Buffalo nickel, interchangeable safety role, comes down from free, comes to strong, comes down to the line. He could be that guy. Or he could be our straight line, free safety. He has a better athletic profile and size than Bobby McCain. And let's call Bobby McCain what he is, if it wasn't for picking off Jake State Farm um, the last week of the season twice and housing one of them, he's probably not brought back here. So those were and those were gifts. Yeah, I mean, they were. They were charity. Just, I don't understand what the. I mean, is is he the new uh, <laughs> Ryan Grant? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is he going to be the new Ryan Grant? The new coach's son. That's Troy Apke currently yeah. sitting in that spot, man. Oh, and maybe okay. Percy Butler is new. And improve Troy Apke. Special teams ace. Call on him if you need him. I don't know. When we drafted him, I was on I was going live on the channel. Like, yo, Rio, give me your automatic thoughts. I'm like, I'm not going to be one of those guys that pretends like I know every prospect. I've never watched Percy Butler play football until after I got off stream yesterday. But from what I've seen, he's athletic as hell. He runs in the four threes, he has decent size, and he has good coverage grades as a free safety. But he's projected to be a special teams ace. You know who else was projected to be a special teams ace? Mr. Scary Terry McLaurin. We drafted him to be a goddamn gunner, and he's about to get $25 million a year to play wide receiver for my football team. So we don't know shit. At the end of the day, we're just fans. I will say this. I will say this. I know Chris Paul. Oh, the lineman? (laughs) (laughs) The what? The The singer? Have you heard his have you heard his music though? Oh brother, this guy stinks. <laughs> oh, the OG, the offensive guard. I saw a music video. I don't know. He makes he makes R&B music. Did you know that? I know I I <laughs> did not know that. I know nothing past us drafting Sam Howell. We we have to talk about this, especially in I mean Washington is the town. I want to know especially if Sam Howell plays a lot in preseason and plays well. When are the chirps going to start talking about Sam Howell needs to start over Carson Wentz. Stop it. I'm uh, just yes, saying. They started, you know, they started yesterday. Probably start, you know, yeah. Andy, Andy, you can go ahead and start on this one. I'll put a bow on it, man. You got you oh got my it. God. Did you see? NBC uh, Washington. Oh, my God. NBC Washington. Don't look. We do a podcast because we enjoy it and we're fans and we talk. These dudes are getting paid to write this shit. And the clickbait headlines is the, the NBC Washington, the main big channel in Washington, D.C., the headline was, is there already a quarterback controversy in D.C.? The actual article by Pete Haley was actually quite good, but this this that sums up D.C. I went on a tirade on these assholes last night on Twitter, man. 
these guys are never happy unless they're just bitching and moaning and trying. How can you cause controversy on a and this kind of on this scale a day after the draft? No one's suited up. We've had no OT. We've had nothing. There's no camp. There's no preseason. Absolutely nothing. Sam Howell hasn't even got the name on the back of his jersey. It's not even cold yet, where they've just printed it. And we're also already talking about quarterback controversy. So for NBC Washington to tweet out that bullshit yesterday was just disgusting. Was I surprised though, Rio and Freddie? No, because it's nope. what them guys did. I've said it tons of times on my show. The same way the team needs a culture changing and a purging and a cleansing from top to bottom media and shit the fans too like we gotta Man. stop that Man. shit we're getting we got a f-ing gift yesterday you can edit my f word i'm sorry <laughs> but you can, yeah. you can, good luck gonna edit mine <laughs> you uh we got a gift we got a quarterback that the team actually loved and is enamored with. Marty Herney, Scott Turner, they love the guy. He's a perfect system. He comes from a system similar to the Coriel offense we run here. We're talking 6'1", 220-pound guy with a beautiful deep ball, good arm, has touch, and in three years in North Carolina had a touchdown-interception ratio of 93-24. to 24. We're talking about a dual-threat quarterback. Don't just think because he's a white quarterback, he's not athletic. This dude ran for 800 yards last year and 11 touchdowns. He can run, run. He can scoop, and he'll actually lower his shoulder. Don't need him to do that at the next level. And he played with the receiver that we didn't get much from in his rookie season last year. I cannot wait to watch them. Uh, them at in pre in preseason. The Howard or Diami connection in preseason is going to be so awesome to watch because. I don't see Diami in the starting lineup, but I do want to see better from him this year. We got a gift, and for the first time in my life as a Washington fan, we have the quarterback of right now on the roster, and we have the quarterback of the future on the roster who does not have to be rushed on the field. He can sit and learn from Wentz and Heineke. Heineke is going to be a professional at holding a, a surface pro on the sideline and being an extension of the quarterback room. When house time comes, it'll come. It's not right now. Don't start that quarterback controversy shit because it is not. It is Wentz's world until proven otherwise. Rio, do you think it's just a Washington thing that we have to kind of, or is there other teams in the NFL? Say, another, say I don't know, the Buffalo Bills took a quarterback in the fifth round. Do you think they're new to the term controversy or are they just saying, every normal sports fan would do and say competition yeah for the most part though it's like a lot of fans favorite player is the backup quarterback when it comes to this nfl stuff but when you've been a walking purgatory and factory of meh at the quarterback position for the last 20 some odd plus years then it's understandable while it happens but we're not in the midst of a controversy here. Ron has told you all year, all offseason since we've acquired Wentz, he's QB1, period. When Sam learns the offense, though, I think Heineke is sitting behind him at the third spot, though. Oh, yeah, Heineke's definitely, you know, somehow it's not going to be a third three quarterback for long. I think, like I said to you this morning, I think it was this morning or last night, Rio, when you were, t- we, I, I commented on one of your threads on Twitter. Preseason could be actually very interesting this season for once, you know what I mean? Because people are going to want to see Sam Howell. They're going to see a lot of him. We're going to want to see again how Heineke uh, reacts. You're going to see a lot of these guys that were drafted and that we don't know a lot about. But once preseason could actually be quite interesting, you know what I mean? You could That's have the controver- The controversy is Heineke versus Howell. It ain't Winston got nothing mm. to do with that. And they got nothing to worry about. It's my fun fact. 
Because Sam Howell's also a very, very open and devout Christian. Him and him and Carson Wentz are going to have no problem sharing a locker room together. They're going to be doing all kinds of ministry up in Ashburn. And Wentz is going to take that kid under his wing because Ron has made Wentz feel wanted and comfortable here. There's no controversy. Media, cut it the fuck out. So, Real, I have to ask you, Brian Robinson Jr. Ken Folk. <laughs> is that the cousin right there? Hey, he probably he probably definitely is a cut. I probably shared a plate of bacon mac and potato salad at one of the reunions with him before. Got the good potato <laughs> salad. <laughs> the good, not the shit with the raisins in it. Oh no! <laughs> keep it up, keep it here. Keep it up with the Robinsons. Going to be the new program coming out. Uh, keep it up with the Robinsons. Keep it up with the Robinsons. Come coming to a YouTube uh, YouTube channel near you. That would be. I would. I would tune in and watch it. I would It'd love to see time. that. It'd be a good uh-huh. time. One day. So Alabama running back, Brian Robinson Jr. What can you tell me about him, Rio? And where does he fit in 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 this offense? Because we re-signed JD McKissick. We have Antonio Gibson. Are, are we gonna see Gibson used more split out wide? You think because that was a lot of people were thinking we were gonna do a lot of things that he was doing at Memphis. And we really didn't. We very, very quickly converted him into a running back, and he's been he's been to every down back but and, i don't really know if he's necessarily completely suited that role or it's just the fact not. that we didn't have anybody we didn't have anybody else i think brian robinson this is this may be a hot take to some but for those who know no brian robinson is brought here to be eventually be the feature every down bell cow back here antonio gibson bless his heart good running back solid running back he's playing a position that does not fit what he does innately and he is best suited in a role in a back by committee and the back by committee should be he should be splitting carries with brian robinson who can run the ball in between the tackles has vision he's a bowling ball guys are bouncing off the guys but don't think he's just some enforcer runner in space he's elusive he can escape but he just chooses violence over elusiveness. Like he wants to put the shoulder into the, he's an Alabama running back, bro. Like, and in every sense of it, he's wearing a single digit stacked up at 6'2", 230. Who's gonna wanna tackle that guy? He has a linebacker build, ran a four five forty. This dude is coming here to get on the field and Gibson better not put that ball on the ground. He led the league in fumbles last year. And I'm telling you, his role to me is a running back two in an R running back committee because he can't handle the punishment. He lacks the vision and he leaves a lot of yards on the field that Brian Robinson Jr. is not going to. And Gibson, once he got to the league, he put on excessive weight on the in his transition from wide receiver to running back. And that has slowed him down and left yards on the field. He's not nearly as athletic as we saw him at Memphis. And he's not nearly as lean. He ran a four, three coming out of Memphis. He looks like he, he plays like he runs a high four, five, four, six. And that explosiveness hasn't been there. So I don't see the wide receiver split out role for, him, but I can see us throwing more passes out of the backfield to him in that type of role while we let the majority of the bell cow work go to this big Bama boy that we drafted in the third round. I loved the pick because a running back to me was a need. Love Jared Hart, love Jared Patterson, bless his heart. He's a local guy. The practice squad is calling you if we don't keep four running backs. Please tell me Brian Robinson can hold on to the ball though. Yeah, there's a big issue. Over 500 touches at Alabama. 
Zero Thank fumbles. There Zero. you go. There we go. That's a what we need, man. In the SEC. Hang on to the ball. It cost, back us, it cost us games last season. It cost us games last season. Week one? You know I mean? Oh, my yeah. God. My big issue with Antonio Gibson, uh, the fumbling, yes, but it also it seemed like whenever he would fumble the ball, when something didn't go right, he just went in the tank. Like he could never bounce back. He can't have that short memory that you need to have. Yeah, benched twice too. Yeah, I mean, it's what was so, the they benched him for an entire quarter. They were like, body language yeah. matters, yeah. and body language was not good for him. Like Freddie just said, like you can't sit and pout because you made a mistake. Especially this league, you, you, you won't, you, you won't be and getting the, your... Well, and the thing back. is, if you're going to go in the tank like that, if you're not going to step up, somebody else will. And I know I know, it's been played out for decades and decades, but you know what? NFL stands for a lot of things, and one of the big things that it stands for is not, not for, long, for long. Not for long when you keep oh, making oh, mistakes oh. like that, when you're not there for your team the way that you need to be. And I'm not saying that uh, that Antonio Gibson isn't a good teammate. I love I'm just, I'm just saying you got to be... You got to be that dude who can focus and do your job and do your job well. And, you know, as much as I love Antonio Gibson, I'm, I'm, I'm actually really, really happy that he's got some competition for carries here. Cause okay. that was one of our issues is that we just did not have the depth. And to be honest with you, I mean, I will take, I take JD McKissick as far, you know, running the football, running the football. He's got better vision than Antonio Gibson. And as you yeah. said, Antonio Gibson, he, he, he does what he does well when he's out, on the perimeter in space. He is not a running between the tackles kind of guy. So, and it sounds like we got a running between the tackles kind of guy. We continue with this Alabama getting these, these SEC One, players, one more man. point on this before we go. I also love the pick because Gibson has two years left in his contract and I do not believe in paying running back. So you always draft one and keep it moving. I don't not believe in draft, uh, paying that position at all. Rio, one of the, um, please tell me, I was sitting in a bar full of my, with my English commanders. Please tell me I'm not the only one that noticed how pissed off Drake London looked when he got drafted. <laughs> oh my God, did everyone see how disappointed that dude was yeah, that man. he wasn't coming to Washington? He was ready. I've never seen a guy look so disappointed to be drafted. He had, he, he had the burgundy suit on. Had the burgundy. We all looked at each other in the, we were in this bar, we were in a casino uh, up here in Scotland. And uh, please tell me I'm not the only one that the dude was decked out in a burg uh, burgundy and gold suit. He was ready to come to Washington. Please tell me, Rio. I wasn't the only one. <laughs> I think I think I kind of peeped it too. I, I peeped it too. I think the funniest moment of the first round was Sauce Gardner getting lost, going to go accept his. Went the wrong way. No one told him where to go. <laughs> he didn't so want to go like to the Jets. Walking the wrong way. He didn't want to go to the Jets. Get me the fuck out of here. That, that <laughs> is. That's a great metaphor for that. You know, for that team when your number one pick gets lost, trying to find you is just. Yeah, yeah they, man. Rio, I got um, I got a question for you, brother. Obviously, outside of the, um, the number one pick, who for you? And they'd say we're sitting us three guys. We're obviously, we'll still be talking in a years time about football. If you had to say now, who would make who would be the most surprise package out of all our draft picks? You know, you you know these guys. Obviously, from that, I'm a bit like Freddie. From that, the fifth round onwards, I wasn't really too sure who we're drafting. But who out of uh, apart from the first round pick, who are the years time are we going to be sitting here saying? There you go. I told you. Who's going to be the next, like, Cameron Cole? Cole Turner out of Nevada, the tight end. Because, look, I know everybody's like, oh, John Bates is such an all-around tight end. He could block and stuff. Listen, it is 2022. We need a move tight end with one responsibility. Catch passes and get open. We finally have that on the roster. This dude is 6'6", basketball background. He caught from Carson Strong this year about 800 yards and 10 touchdowns. Receiver threat. 
probably won't block a soul, but he's going to route you up. He's and in the goal line. You throw that fade. He's catching it every time. We have size and pass. We have a well-rounded tight end room. Bless Samus Reyes' heart. And I love his story. He's never going to see the field as a tight end for this football team, in my opinion. In my opinion. We have the total package tight end and the old school guy in John Bates. And we have the two tight end combo, the Ertz Goddard special with Logan and Cole Turner. I like what we did. We put pieces around the quarterback. Carson Wentz, Commander Wentz, wherever you are in the world right now, you have no excuses. Succeed here and take us to the playoffs, goddammit. Time will tell how good this draft actually was, what the draft class, these grades coming out about our draft, which I always think it's funny when you get draft grades before any of these guys have even played it down. But That's we'll, how this league works, we'll, you know? Yeah, I know. We'll, we'll see in time whether or not they're successful. I don't think that uh, – any of the players can be as successful as you have been, Mr. Rio Robinson, with your YouTube channel, with the podcast, with everything. We, I've been sitting back and I was actually thinking about the other day from where you started to where you are now and how awesome that is. So please, please plug your channel right now, sir. Thank. First of all, thank you so much for those kind words. I'm unworthy, but rambling with rio is the name of the the name of what i do now we ramble about the washington commanders the youtube channel is going to be under my name rio robinson now you're going to see my face you're going to see the logo when you click on it and we have a good time on my channel we keep it unfiltered raw and from a fan's perspective we don't pretend like we're experts journalists or media guru men on my side we have a great time Always have great guests, and I'll be expanding the channel into more than Commander's content sometime soon. And you can find me on social media at Rio underscore Robinson 91. Always stirring the pot and talking my shit. I saw you expanding that channel, Rio. I mean, I thought the new Thor movie, by the way, looks like a comedy. It it looks hilarious. It looks hilarious. I'm with it. So everyone who's listening right now, if you're not already subscribed to the Rambling with Rio YouTube channel, please go and subscribe to it. Check it out. It's one of the best creators in the game today doing it. And man, I can't, I, you know, I was thinking about this too, looking at everybody. I wasn't able to go to the draft party like I did last year, but sir, we have got to, we've got to meet up at training camp again this year. Oh, well, well, I'll be there. It was, it was amazing. I only tuned in to see Rio electrified with Jason Wright. It's the only reason I was, I'm not going to lie. (laughs) <laughs> it was amazing just having the whole family. There's a there's a picture, there's a group photo that gets circulated around with us, and it's so cool. It's it's got it. it's Rio uh, Corey Sanchez. Shout out to Sanchez four hundred five with the on the warpath YouTube. Mm-hmm. Just awesome, awesome content there. Then uh, also Josh Taylor's in that picture. Well, we all know what Josh has been doing, and it's just uh, it's been amazing. What's so cool is seeing the community of creators and their journey and where they've come. I appreciate that just the way I like seeing these players who get drafted in the later rounds, undrafted free agents, becoming something. It's really, really cool to see the community coming so far. And I feel like in Washington, because we complain about the mainstream, I don't listen to any of that stuff. I listen Not me to any, the, even I listen more. To all, yep. Everything, what, what the fans are saying. And a lot of people say, oh, that's an echo chamber. No, you have the best, most insightful uh, opinions, theories, commentary from the regular fans. That's that's where it's at. That's where you want to be. Our shit is just as potent, to be perfectly <laughs> honest. And I mean, we get these guys on our shows too, and they get about they break about as much news as we do. <laughs> oh, sorry, Rio. You mean we break it, we get it, and they just uh, copy what we do and put it on exactly. There. They all jump on top of it. And Paulo, I had that news forty eight hours ago. I just yeah, sat on it. <laughs> 
Did I say that? We are where it's at, man. Listen to the fans. And just to let you know, the team has told me that this year, they're let's hold them to it. This year, they're going to put an emphasis on making an initiative to giving fan creators more of a spotlight and more involvement in what the team's doing. And it started at the draft party. I wasn't able to attend. They had an entire tent set up for the content creators, and they let all the players and alumni circle through and be interviewed. They're going to be doing stuff like that at training camp as well. Yeah, at the that's, UK that's draft party, yeah, we, had, we had a message play out from Jason Wright. We had, you know what I mean? The Jason Wright person's... That was awesome. Good. That was awesome. And that, that the, the content creators tent all become because of an idea that Carl over the Burgundy Zone shout out to him gave them they ran with it so it proves they do listen they listen to people like carl rio definitely listen to you my man we know you're involved in the fan ambassador role if it, that thing probably wouldn't have even got off the ground if it wasn't for fans like you rio and keith and all them guys and i know people like freddie got invited over to their last season but man keep killing it my man i'm super super proud of what you're doing brother let's get it my guy thank you Ready? Another episode in the bunker is done, my man. Always fun. Rio, it's been wonderful having you here. Make sure you come back and you join us again. And until next week, hey, bunker down. Stay safe, everybody. Hell to the commanders. Myself, I really wanted Justin Hamilton in the first. So when that didn't Kyle? happen. Kyle? Kyle. Did I say Justin? You said Justin. Kyle. <laughs> well, that's, that's, and that's why we edit. <laughs> I, I like a lot of people wanted justin hamilton in the first there, there it goes again <laughs> Yo, who, who is justin hamilton and what, why is he on your mind yeah. today bro yeah. what, what, what does what does he do That'll, i'm gonna throw that in the blooper reel someone so, named justin hamilton yeah, he he's in freddy's nightmares right now <laughs> he's been sending what dms you, to his girl yeah. <laughs> Do you owe money to this dude or something? <laughs> I'm hoping he doesn't find me here in the bunker and break my leg. No. But I'll, yeah. Uh, it's and Sunday, this, man. This is why we don't do it live. This, this, dude, this, 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 is dude, this dude is seriously after your money, isn't he? <laughs> Justin Hamilton. <laughs> Justin. I love you, Justin. Justin Hamilton, you screwed up my pocket. <laughs> I'm uh, Justin is on is on Freddie's mind. That's hilarious, yo. Rio, you gotta keep this shit. Thank you so much. <laughs> this is staying in. I swear to God. And it's been an absolute pleasure.